Welcome to episode six of the Status Quo Conversations. First one for the year. My name is Sinesipo, your host and the founder of Status Quo. And today we're going to be talking about diet culture. So this episode was inspired by a tweet I saw that made me, reminded me that Oprah Winfrey, who I love, the founder of Black Girl Magic, and the fact that she's 60 years old, the only self-made Black woman in billionaire, biggest media woman ever, and she is still on a diet. She's still on an eating plan. She's still talking about cutting carbs and all these things. And so it made me think about what is diet culture. Although it's a new year, everyone's on a new year, new me. And it's good to make changes. It's very positive to make changes that are geared towards making sure that you're healthier and, and function optimally. But we don't talk about the dark side of diet culture and then what it means. So I'm joined here by a few ladies. I'll allow them to introduce themselves. Ladies, please introduce your name, your age, what do you do, and your thoughts on diet culture. Um, I'll start. My name is Matebe Mudise. Um, I'm a banker. I work at a bank. Um, and my age, I'm 32. And um, I kind of don't believe in diet culture. I believe in adopting healthy lifestyle changes and just healthy lifestyle habits. Um, so I'm not a big fan of diet culture, which seems to be the in thing at the moment. Hi, I'm Nandle Gaga. I'm 32. I'm a lawyer. Um, I'm not a person who's into diet culture, but I do believe in weight management and eating a certain way to, to, to manage your weight. Does that feed into diet culture? I think it kind of does. Yeah. Hi, I'm Bonzo and I'm a journalist and I'm 29 and, um, I reject diet culture as a whole. And I think I'm, I'm a recovering diet culture subscriber, Mm -hmm. follower. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. So, yeah. So interesting. Interesting. Different takes, different takes, different takes. Um, so how old were you, ladies, when you first became introduced to the concept of regulating your eating? So, yeah. Like for me, like a story that kind of like a memory rather that kind of sticks out is with two things, sweets and ice cream which I loved both so much when I was like six, seven, around that age, and just being told by family, like, I should eat a certain amount of it. But which is not obviously, like, not the issue, but like, that's the first time, I'd like, ideas of regulating and limiting food, not just like the junk food or the nice things, mm. kind of started being ingrained in my head. Mm. Um, for me, it's always been a part of my life because I played sport. And when you play sport at a certain level, um, coaches and parents are encouraged to regulate what you eat so that you can maintain peak performance. So it's always been a part of my life. Um, I was big growing up. So I think I was put on a diet when I was just 10 years old. I was taken to a dietitian. So um, at a very, very young age, I was conditioned into dieting and and bad habits actually okay so I I was on my first diet at 13 only because I was I was fit growing up thick so I wasn't big or small I was just in that middle Mm. middle category and I noticed boys only paid attention to those who were tiny and yellow 
Mm. So, so for me, it was, I wanted to get someone's attention. Yeah. So that I think started my first diet. And also, I also watched Ricky Lake. <laughs> no, Ricky, so No, I was just talking about, you know, dieting. And I was like, okay, if I do this, I'm going to get snatched and stuff like that. I, I don't know. Like, my parents were indifferent to it, mm. which I think helped. Yeah. Which I think helped. Mm. They, you said my brothers used to tease me. But other than that, like, my parents weren't about... The only thing they did was support me. So my mom, like, the big memories of... At 13, I was like, I need to lose weight. I signed up for gym. I made my mom sign me up for gym. And I only went for, like, one week. She was just mad that I didn't go. Yeah, <laughs> she was just like, you're wasting money. You that yeah, is, I mean, really. <laughs> but, like, I was playing sports all the time. So yeah. I wasn't unfit. I was just, you know, I was not, like, tiny, tiny, tiny. So that was my memory. So... I'm I'm interested to find out the fact that everyone here has spent give or take the better part of two decades mm. thinking about their weight. Yeah. When you think about the amount of time, how does that make you feel? Um I don't know. It's kind of weird. Like this morning I was I was actually thinking um about this conversation and I was saying I wish I had started healthy eating habits a long time ago. Um and I don't know. I think when I was younger, I didn't really think of food. And that's why I kind of ballooned because I just used to eat what I want and people gave up. So I think I only started really, really thinking about it in my 20s. So during my teens, I wasn't really as obsessed with it. My mom tried the whole dietitian thing and I was like, girl, this is not going to work. I love my food. So, I mean, for me, I think... I think I spent too much time on what kind of diet can I use to lose weight? And I wish I'd just adopted healthy eating habits. So I was just upset. Well, not upset with myself, but I wish I'd started earlier with understanding food and so on. Yeah. Mm. Um, when you put the question to us, it was kind of shocking to think, oh my God, I'm 32 mm. years old and I've had this relationship with weight and eating. But to be honest, it doesn't really bother me. Yeah. For me, it's a lifestyle that makes sense. And I don't feel bad about thinking about my weight and making very conscious and deliberate decisions about mm. what I put into my mouth. I actually don't feel bad. I, it, it's necessary for me. And it makes me feel good. Knowing mm. that I've spent oh, an entire week eating healthily may, actually makes me feel good. For me, I think, you know, like with kind of like the work I do as a health reporter and like trying to just also like use the like live my life through like a very radical feminist lens I think diet culture is a thief of time right like I think people spend too much time thinking about like what they're gonna eat how they're gonna cook it mm. and I think it's time consuming and it's harmful not necessarily individually but on a societal level right so um like if people, like, I always ask people, like, if you, okay, so you're fine with it, but what do you think of people who don't do it? Because yeah. that's important. Yes. That's where the harm is. Mm. Not necessarily on an individual, like, like you know, like, what I have decided mm, is yeah. my life philosophy or whatever. It's, the reason it's a culture is because it doesn't just affect you. It affects everyone else. Mm. That's a very interesting so, point. So I'm going to, I love that point because we're going to get to it. So ladies, what do you think about people who, what do you think when you see someone who's overweight? What is your first distinct thought? One, one sentence. London. 
I'm not the person to answer because I've got <laughs> just answer, I've got just answer, just answer it. I I normally I worry and I do judge. Okay. Okay. Simple. Um, because I'm from there, I want to say, you know, I want to inspire. Like, you know, you can change your life, but I just keep quiet because it's not my place. I have two answers. Two years ago, I was like, oh my gosh, how? And now I'm just like, oh, person. Oh, I try. And sometimes it's not that reaction. I'll tell you why. You're you're you all talk about your individual choices, mm. how also your individual choices were influenced by your environment at a young age. Yeah. The reason why I ask, what do you think of someone else? Is because one of the problems of diet culture is that, Matebe, you're a, very, you're a great CA, but why would you think to inspire someone? Can't you just let them be? Why? Why, why does it touch you? Why does it yeah. touch you? Do you know why? Because, <laughs> because I know what it feels like to be big. Mm. And I know the psyche and what goes through your mind every single day. And it's not a nice place to be, mm. but it's up to you. It's a mind shift that has, has to happen in your mind to say, actually, I want to change. Um, I want to be healthier. So that's why I'm like, oh, I wish I can go say something, but then I don't because I just leave you. Mm. Um, but now maybe I'll be like, hey, wait till I'm a CA. You know, I can inspire you in another way. But <laughs> it's just, it's just. <laughs> you're like, you're like a CA entrepreneur. Girl, you're on Forbes. I that, know. Is the, that is the thing that draws me to you. But girl, you know what? Changing my lifestyle and my eating healthy and my habits and just changing as a person has had a huge mind shift change as well. Just being healthy, waking up, working out mm-hmm. actually contributed to how I then, you know, put that into my work and everything else around me. So don't take um, being healthy as just an aesthetic or how I look. There's a lot that happens in your mm-hmm. mind as well. And that's why I say when you look at someone, you know, you're not thinking about the change of, oh, you can look better and the boys can want you. It's just there's so much more that can happen for you if you condition your mind. And I, I, yeah. so I, agree, I, with I that. agree with that. But is that what's sold? No, you know, that, that's, that's, not, that's, 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 that's a that's very that's good a key point. Word. That's a key word yeah. because I, I work out mm. regularly in the mornings because of the amount of stress in my job. Exactly. It takes for me. I won't lie. When I don't work out, my energy is drained. Yes. Mm. Like this week, I would, I worked all night for a couple of days and I still went to gym. And after the gym session, I felt so energized. It actually, it's great for my psyche. I look at it from a mental perspective. Exactly. Mental perspective. Mental perspective, because I enjoy the endorphins from just working out. Yes. I enjoy it from the difference that working out. So I also want to get to your point. Yeah. So for me, it's like, were you not a great CA before you lost the weight? I was, but now when I'm at work, I can work like a beast because I have the energy. I extract the right energy from the kind of food I eat. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's just, there's something in your mind that happens, you know, and it's not necessarily that, you know, I was a bad CA when I was bigger. You just have a lot more energy. You're a lot more energized. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I Do I think clear, more clear? I don't know. But it just changes your psyche. When you're up in the morning, I mean, I wake up at 4.30 every morning to go to gym. Like I work out six times a week and I can tell it feeds because I work, I have a full-time job. I have a business that I run. If I didn't work out, I don't think I'd be able to sustain both. So for me, right, like as somebody like who had like, And I hate even, like, talking about, like, a lot of my friends who have, like, I've been sick over the past few years and only to find out, like, sometime in 2019 that 
there was like something that was wrong and like doctors were misdiagnosing me because mm. I kept on telling doctors, you know, like something's wrong with me. Yeah. And they kept on being like, yeah, you just need to lose weight. And I was like, no, it's not that, you know, I like I'm going to gym six times a week. I eat relatively quote unquote healthy. Something is wrong with me and how for like three, four years that was completely ignored yeah. because of the weight gain. Like, yes. Only to find out that the weight gain was a symptom. But because doctors and because of diet culture, that is even there medically, yeah. I was there was no association. And this idea that like one doctor was like, you need to like, like you'll be more productive at work. And I was at the peak of my career. That's when I won the most awards. That's when I was getting the most kind of like mm, mm. career advancement at like my heaviest, so to say. And so kind of like, I'm always very skeptical of this association with better production and weight loss and even exercise because I'm not exercising now. And I'm like at my, like, Mentally, I'm at my peak. I also shouldn't. I disagree a little bit with what you're saying. And I think Sne's question should have framed differently because you asked us how, when we see a bigger person, how we think. But I've noticed that with my bigger friends, when they start losing the weight, they become different people. Yeah, I'm an example. Girl, I know you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because I'm like, it's, and I found that bigger people tend to be very judgmental of people who live a different high uh, life standard or live a different lifestyle because they're like, oh, you're trying to look pretty. And I'm like, that's not the reason. Just trying to be healthy. I'm just trying to to be healthy. And I've, I've seen it a lot with my big friends where I've seen their confidence levels increase. They view themselves differently and they even come to the world very differently. But also oh, we, shouldn't, we shouldn't mistake health as being skinny. I think that's great. Yeah, because I think we're drifting towards that, that healthy means skinny. You can be a bit big and extremely healthier than a skinny person. That's true. So, you know, what what Bonzo's saying is she's at her peak. It doesn't necessarily mean that she's unhealthy. She could be a very healthy person. That's also the thing. So I always make this example, like my, because I was treating to my trainer this morning, was my big thing is, because I run. Mm. So my big thing, I was like, I love to run. Although I'm bigger than most people. Yes. I know very few skinny people who would collapse at 21 Ks. Exactly. Who would collapse? They would That's literally true. be on the floor. Exactly. They can't. It's literally. And I'm, I'm a big proponent of health. And and I also believe in targets. Mm, so yeah. I had to, I became a different change. I used to be exercise gym buddy. I used to be sweat 1000. But then that became monotonous. And now I've made it goal upset like I'm like okay I ran my first marathon my goal now is to run an ultra marathon my goal is to maybe one day do 94.7 if the bike prices in Cyril's economy that's the only thing it's that's, a car you it's can car. buy like a second hand a very good second hand girl those things are 20k second hand now that's yeah. and so I've, I've moved that relation the reason why I think the problem with diet culture is that it doesn't go into health Mm, and to help and I think it's very very important when and the fact that it's ingrained in medical culture is for me a problem because mm. I think about the fact that you were misdiagnosed my heart like my for little years. like how they, they like my heart I was like they but they always do that right they doctors? do they, 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 they default do, to wait they all default, the time they default to wait instead of interrogating you That's if wrong. a simple if one of them four years ago interrogated you hmm. just I would have saved three years of like constant pain sleepless nights like 
literally my life was horrible for three years because mm. of yeah. something that could have been solved with a blood test. Literally, yeah. and that's, most, that's, that's what happened that, to me. Yeah, but you know, like even this idea, like um, when like uh, Londra, you're saying like when people lose weight, they're happier, right? Of course, people are happier in the diet culture filled world when they lose weight and they're more confident because everyone you're part of the the society glorifies thinness. That's what diet culture is, right? Yeah, the glorification of thinness and its association with good morals, good work ethic, and like healthiness, Mm. and so. When people lose weight, everyone around them congratulates them. I had a friend who lost so much weight and she was sick. And, you know, she was just like, people were like, you people were like, yo, girl, you know, yes. and all these things. And, it's and you know, she was happy with it, mm. even though she knew she was sick and that there's something that's wrong. So people are happy mm. because when you're not in a fat body or when you're not in a big body, you are more respected. Yeah. You get into a chain store and you can find a pair of jeans that fits nicely. You can get onto a flight and not have to ask for a seat extender. You can get into a lecture hall and not have like people, you know, there's no, if you take taxis, there's no uh, like that sign. Like I've seen taxis with signs that say no fat people in the front seat. What? No one kind of like yeah. cringes or sighs when a, like you're fat and you're like standing in a taxi line. So it's literally like your life becomes different. It becomes easier. And, you, and it becomes easier because I'm going to, am I going to like, my big thing when I lost weight was uh, getting a dress at Forever New. That literally was my goal. The goal, yeah. Like literally, and people think it's a big, the small thing. I was like, guys, I used to love, still to this day, love Forever New, but they never used to make anything above size 38. Mm. And I was a 42 at the time. Yeah. So my big thing was like, I just, Want to get a Fit size something. Yeah. at forever. Like wear something from there. Literally, because I thought the dresses were so beautiful and I was like... Nothing fits. Nothing fits. Because they don't they don't extend the sizes. They've now created this Forever New Plus, which I think, which has the ugly dresses. <laughs> so they always do that. <laughs> no, they, they're ugly dresses. And I was like, am I not meant to be like stylish? Can I not slay? And yeah. the reason why mm-hmm. I started the conversation with watching Ricky Lake and Oprah was that Oprah's shift in her career became insane the minute she started talking about diets. Because mm. you're in a, in a space in a world where, and having someone who's being lost weight, and I noticed that the thing that I noticed was that the male relationships were fine. I expected that. Mm. The change in how men see you, because men are visual-based little yes. creatures. What I didn't expect was how women changed how they greet you how they interact with you. Mm. Because that's why I, I, I think, Matiba, your story is very, can you see someone big? People don't talk to you. I used to work at First Run before you. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Okay. You used to work somewhere. You used to work somewhere. You used to work somewhere. Somewhere. In the banking system. And women don't greet you. Yeah. They're not interested in just saying hello. Yeah. To you. They Even if they, regardless of their journey, they, you're all in the same footing where you're all from professional backgrounds, but they don't greet you. They're not interested in your story. Mm, they don't want to hear from you. They don't want to hear from you. They don't acknowledge you, which I think is worse. Yeah. Men, we expect, but it, that's the worst part of That's I think the horror part of that diet culture is that when someone says, I see someone big, you know, it's because now that they've lost weight, 
you want to talk to them. You're just driven to talk to them. But you, it's interesting. Yeah. In corporates, you don't... I'm actually thinking now, you don't see There's big, no people big people anymore.
fat shaming has resulted in professional services women looking a specific way, yeah. like dressing a particular way, and also being a certain way. And the fact that we're now ex- we've now gone into exclusion, we've gone into fat shaming, economic economic fat shaming. Yeah, sure, that is so <laughs> deep. You know, like the idea that like you don't find fat bodies or fat people in the professional or in your kind of like financial services, right? Is like is it discrimination? Of course, because if like what thirty years ago you couldn't find a black CA, yeah, we, did we consider that discrimination? Yeah, yes. yes, it's a different kind of discrimination. I always say the reason people find it so hard to kind of see diet culture as as dangerous as patriarchy, as as dangerous as racism, is because like fat shaming or like stigmatizing people for how they look like the size of their bodies is so normalized in our society. Mm. We do not see it outside. Like we don't see it as discrimination. Yeah. Like, and so when we see like, or when we judge like uh, big people or large people, um, we don't see it in this as wrong as if we judge a person because they're gay, if we judge the person because they're white or like for any other kind of like, because they're a woman. You yeah. Know? Yeah. But it's the same thing. It's the thing that it's the, it's the building blocks of discrimination is all the same thing. Yes. It's just yeah. applied differently. Yes. And, the, and, the, and the, the reason why I talk about economic one is because it occurred to me in the job hunting, like I work in financial services. I do not know a single woman who works in deal making that's above a size 38. Yeah. It doesn't exist. And I mean, across all banks, international, let me add, let me, let me give you the sample size, black, white, Indian, let us, let us, yeah. There's not a single one. All the relatively big girls are all working in back credit. Back office. Back office. They're not client-facing. And, and uh, the same thing goes with um, accounting audit firms. You'll, you'll, sure. you, you, and, and it's, it's so pervasive. And I, I, think, I think thanks to your tweet last year, I started investigating this. And I was like, people, where are the... How come I didn't notice this? Mm. It's because now there's a universal face or image that, that defines what beauty is yes and if if you don't get rid of that if you don't diversify that global idea of what good looking is mm. you you ne- you're not going to win and but there's an effort to say big is beautiful right and we're seeing it across inclusion in in media in adverts and so on but then we have to say why is it not filtering into professional services because in other things like uh, beauty adverts. Because There's men inclusion. run professional services firms. Exactly. That's what. Because I have a boss. Well, I don't work for him, but he's in my team. And the only thing, he'll never talk to me about work, but he'll talk to me about what I'm wearing. Or, oh, because I came back from, from being ill for a long time. So I hadn't worked for a year mm. and I came back. And the first thing he didn't ask me, oh, you healthy, welcome back. He was like, damn, you look snatched. And I was so confused. And I'm like, it's actually a trend at work. Yeah. When you dress a certain way, that's the first thing people talk about. But also in a world that's consumed in diet culture, I think yeah. people are like, there's no excuse to be big. No, they can exactly. visualize it, right? Yes. Yeah. The, the thing about diet culture is it's departing point again is that the normal, a normal, in quotes, you know, body size is like a normal body is a thin body. So anyone who's not thin means that they are abnormal. Yeah. And then they should What's try wrong and reverse. With you? But like, 
that's not possible. We can't all be thin. Like, that's just not... It's not a thing. Like, thinness... I mean, body size is genetic. It's a natural thing that occurs, right? Mm. And what that culture tells us is we should work our whole lives to want one body size out of all the diverse body sizes that exist in the world. We should want one because that's the natural one. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Like, no, because when you think about it, that's why I was like, I think when when I first started diet culture and like so someone asked me like what it was, they were like, they thought I was going to talk about healthy eating and like getting snatched and then they were like, I was going to come for people. <laughs> I'll come for people. But I was like, no, I want just to think about this and just think about our participation in economic economic we are taking people out of economic opportunities yeah it's a yes let's, let's not let's that's why i didn't want to make it a discussion about looks i wanted us to look about our collective role in this yeah hmm. although we make individual health choices for ourselves and i'm a big believer in individual health choices however the collectively Financial services is the biggest part of the SA economy, guys. Mm. Professional services. We contribute 25% of the economy. Yeah. We've ex- we're excluding a particular... We've excluded a group. Mm. A lot of people. A lot of people. Yeah. Not that they're any less brilliant, any less sharp, because our skill set is sharp. Same thing with engineering. Not because they're any less sharp. They're not because they're any less educated... It's not an issue of technical. It's to, it's going above the fact that there's a specific body type that's been accepted in our sector that is just pervasive. That's why I was telling the story about the bank saying that it's necessary you need to get snatched. Yeah. Do you know that I didn't pick up that conversation? That I had that conversation in 2009 when I was in honors and I didn't realize it until I started working. Yeah. Sure. I, 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 but, I, I thought my friend was hating on me. I, yes. to, to this day, I was like, Habu, tell me, like, why? Yeah. But I mean, yeah, that bank, because I obviously. <laughs> you know exactly. We know it. Um, yeah. And I know that it's like, it's I a catwalk. I can't talk about it. It's for. They hire, yeah, they're known for hiring like beautiful people, good looking guys. It is what it is, you know? And we always make a joke that, you know, like, we're the bank that hires clever people and they hire. Smart people, I mean, good looking people, but I mean, it's such a bad culture. And, you know, people tell you outrightly, like, you're not going to get a job there because you don't look a certain way. And um, when I look in, like, you know, across financial services and, you know, when I go for lunch across the road, Everyone is skinny. They're snatched, yo. They're snatched. We're yeah. eating, we're yeah. eating that rocket salad. We're eating that rocket salad. There's yo. literally <laughs> othering based on weight. Yes, yeah, exactly. They're exactly. the others. Yes. You know, even when you see them at work, I'm I'm equally guilty of that. Yeah. I'm just like, mm, hey, you work, might not fit the image. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. You might not. I keep waiting. You're like, you're like, you know, I was like, look at Yes. Let me, let me, and bear in mind, I actually ran a menstrual program with my kids and one of them was getting ready to do an interview at this bank I was like Sissy we need to go shopping we need to change this outfit you need to and she was like she was like no but you're my professional I was like girl like I'm gonna be real with you yeah I'm I'm gonna be real real. I want you to get the job I'm here for you getting the job and she's like no we're just gonna just changing any outfit here Sissy but now the thing with um with weight loss and looking good is I'm just thinking of all the top brands like Adidas and so on. They've made weight loss aspirational. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to be honest. I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't think. Okay. And, and Nike, well, all of them. I just like Nike. 
sells um, health. They don't sell weight loss. They sell health as a lifestyle. But what does the health look like? like it, it always comes back to that because all those girls in those ads are skinny. Are skinny. They have six packs. Yeah, they that's not snatched. that's not health. If health is, is someone who's not on the brink of dying because they're living a certain yes. way, but those ads do not advertise health. I don't think they advertise health. I think they advertise skinny. They're like, in order for you to look good in our brand, this is exactly what you must look so, like. Anyway, I'll actually quite, it was actually quite funny when I think about all the different brands um, and stuff like that. So when I was trying to lose weight, again, okay, oh, guys, they couldn't, they didn't make tights my size in like back then. Girl. Okay. They, now I know the struggle. God, they didn't the make tights. The clothes struggle is a thing. Like, they, bear in mind, I'm like, I'm trying to get snatched, yo. Yeah, time to get snatched. Please, why won't you let me be cute whilst I'm doing doing it? it. (laughs) No, no, they didn't make it. They didn't make. I had to go buy tights from Game because there's the only one that has the bigger tights. Yes, that that was the only place. So one of the benefits of losing weight is putting into the night. But again, diet culture and how it incentivizes the society incentivizes weight loss. Yeah, that you need. Like, you if you want to wear nice clothes. You why is it wrong? Uh, maybe I've just had a why have a mental block. People. Because it says like, you're fat, so you must you stay less so You must don't stay unattractive. Yeah. Yeah. You, do, you do, 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 I think another episode of Diet Culture Part 2, we're going to talk yeah. about the love aspect. I'm talking about economic decisions. So the reason why I'm talking about economic decision was that I was a fully qualified CA. I could afford Nike. It was money was not the issue for yes. me. I was, regardless of how much money I had in my bank account. Like we don't want you. I will gain. That's Either the thing. way. It's, 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 it's to talk about exclusion. And it's also, it's the same thing with racism. When white people say we don't want black people. Yeah, you they can't don't, go eat at this you restaurant. You can't go. You can't No matter gain. how much. Not because no, you can't afford it. So that's the thing. You're excluding something. Like like you're going to make our brand look yeah. like you. It's, it's also because I just wanted to understand. Because sometimes I have similar sentiments. And that's why I asked the question to be like, why is it I asked the question because I genuinely didn't understand. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, why is it wrong? Yeah. It's wrong because you should not be able to not access something be simply because of you how you look. Okay. Again, it's wrong because it's not just about like the clothes, right? It's about a bigger issue in society. Like it's like me saying to you, you're short and you shouldn't be wearing long dresses. They don't suit you. Lots of people say that to me. Yeah, that's mean. <laughs> that's evil. That's up to you. Oh, no. If you, you feel are you look short, good. so you can't be a lawyer because only tall people are smart enough to I, be I, I totally get it, but I just never internalized it. That way, that's the, yeah. That's the problem. All of us. So, so, I think so it's, it's a, a journey, it's right? It's a journey. We're like, it's a journey. We're growing. And like part of the thing that for me is about status quo, my heart, is that we need to have authentic conversation yeah. that's center us. And that's why I was like talking about the fact that regardless of how much money in it, as I said, the simple thing, regardless of how much money in, I had in the bank account. So funny part, economics, mm. since I'm known as Miss Business of Things. The reason why Louis Vuitton, Gucci, Dolce Gabbana, all of them don't have a large clothing range is because Africans are big mm. and they don't have the stuff in their size. That's why clothing, the shoes and the bags do better here in SA. But also my clothing store, Zara, there. When you go to Zara, the sizes that I left, get six, eight, what, what. And I'm mm. like, if nobody's buying the stuff, bring more can bigger they, sizes. Yes. No, Which you would think they'll yeah, change. Yeah, I'm like, guys, yeah. change the sizes. But 
I heard that Zara's very stuck in you take it or leave it. Also yeah. skinny, skinny like, why come why come to a country, not understand the market dynamics? And then say, well, take it or leave it. I understand because in the so states. It's just because they also have the power to drive the narrative. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because like, people will get the same way you got skinny for a forever new dress. Yeah, you will get skinny, skinny for Zara jeans. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, I, I got skinny for. It sounds evil when I say I got skinny simply because. You wanted to. Wear I wanted to wear a dress. I could walk not in and just and be able to like the idea is that when you're when you're big. True it, boo it. You can't go to sales. You need to buy it first because your size is going to be gone. Yeah. It's, it's never going to. Like the clothing struggle is so real. But then you add the clothing struggle. You then add the lack of access to economic opportunities. We mm. know that the specific, uh, the, the, the organizations that we can't name, they're the highest payers. <laughs> people earn big bucks and we're excluding people. Mm. In an industry that is driven by technical excellence. So mm. there's no one who even thinks who's, who applies is not sharp. Yeah. But we're excluding them. And then the the narrative and, you know, what? and the thing is that, like you said, Zara, Zara, they're still making money. They don't care. That's why Topshop failed in SA. Because those they, sizes, those sizes were like, mm. I'm not a size six. Yay. The only thing we're interested in Topshop were the jeans because they could stretch. Yeah. But other than that, <laughs> but other than that, but even still with the jeans, says, you could not get a size 40, but Pelaco 38. And now the business has gone bankrupt. <laughs> the thing is that they're all stuck in that you will adapt to us or die. Mm. Or die culture. And that's the problem. Yeah. That is a problem. It's like the idea that you are, so me losing weight and me going to healthier, I'm doing it for survival because I fundamentally understand I can't work in the industry I work in. I can't buy the clothes I want to buy simply because if I was fat, I would. N- Girl, I do multi billion rent trends. Yeah, no, you know, there's no single big thing. Like, but have you had the conversation with your managers to, to ask? Because I went, when I was working my previous firm, I asked the senior partner to say, why do you, our reception ladies look a specific way? And they were like, no, it's because clients like it. No, 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 no. But has. That's a lie, because our reception ladies are womama. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, and Shim. But like, have we asked? Have you gone up to a senior person to ask? Why? If that's a thing. Yeah, because. Not why, but do you recognize a trend? And once they've answered the question, you then go into the why. So I'm not saying at our bank it's just skinny people, we're all healthy. What happens as well is I actually just got text from somebody saying, hey, I weighed myself this morning. Thank you for inspiring me. I'm really losing weight. And I'm just like, oh, my word. On a Saturday no, morning, you are this person no, giving me feedback. Am I early? When you're in those environments, you become so pressured as well to lose weight. Because yeah. when you buy chips every day in the canteen, people are like, are you serious? Are you not going to eat a salad today? <laughs> so in any case, if you come into the organization big, Ashim, you're going to lose weight because people judge there. They'll say to you, let's go to gym. Let's go to gym. I never understood those let's, conversations. Let's have a salad today. Like people will drive you to lose weight. It becomes Again, so I'm going to ask the question. Yes. Is it wrong? Yes. Because normally... I have. It's I've not ha- wrong. I've had a I lot of. Agree. I have a. I've had a lot of big friends, and I've used those words because sometimes, not all the time. Sometimes I'm genuinely concerned. Yeah. I'm oh, like concerned about what their health. What about their health? 
What do you see? Okay, what is this? I'm trying to No, no like, like, because sometimes I'll notice that we'll be going up the stairs and then they'll be breathing very heavily. So it's only your your fat friends that breathe heavily when they go up the stairs? Mostly, yes. Ah, girl, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, I don't believe that. Not that, because, like, one of, like, one of my friends is, thin and yeah. she cannot go up the stairs and we have to go up like actually I'll give you an example at work we don't have a lift and we are on the first floor so you have to go up like two like it's not two flights of stairs but it's like it's not big everyone comes into the office heaving they are like like most of the people I work with would be considered thin you understand so like for me it's like that's part of diet culture diet culture has associated it's about health, right? Like that there's a certain body size that is healthy and that's unhealthy. My question remains un- yeah. un- unanswered. Which is, is it wrong to offer somebody a salad because they're fat? Am I offering or am I saying, let's do it together? You're offering, you were going to do it. In- you seem like you're going to eat the stuff. salad I'm anyway. Right? Right? I'm just like, ah, I'm the diet police at work. <laughs> I'm moving roles I'm so and everyone fat. is like, oh my word, what are we going to do? We're all going to get fat <laughs> because who's going to crack the whip? Like I'm that person I'm at that the office. Well. And I'm only that person at the office because when people have seen me losing weight over the months, they ask me questions. Like, yeah. whatever, how are you losing weight? Tell us. And people trigger that conversation then with me. It's not mm. me who says to them, you need to lose weight. They come to me like, so what do you do for exercise? Can I come join you? Then obviously I want to be like, guys, you asked me what I eat and that is definitely not what I eat. So people also inquire and want to lose weight in the same way as I'll say, guys, no chips today. Ne? They also say, if I eat chips, you, you, you. Like, but how do you then they live like that? Isn't that a lot of... And I understand because I'm that person uh, at work in my team. Because if there's like Yo, team I would, snacks, I, would, I, would I eat take fruit. Take it to HR. And I would write what the case is. You are infringing on my rights to eat No, but then you're also infringing on my rights. It's none of your business how I'm losing weight as well. Okay, I wouldn't ask. So I'm just saying... I'm saying... I'm just trying to contextualize it that maybe three people ask is everyone at work asking how you eat Most everyone people. but yeah. not it, like every single person you work with wants to know how to lose weight well those people who want to will okay. come to you and so say saying, what are you think doing think about the people who don't yeah and who then have to be subjected to office conversations about diet culture no but then that's censorship i'm sorry i cannot buy into that yeah, i'm not going to censor what i'm saying because i'm offending the whole world you don't like drink oh like you can't talk about alcohol because i don't drink like it i love this guys that's censorship i get it i say no i had everyone come here because i thought that this would be interesting no my answer I no, Bonza, my answer to what you're saying is absolutely not. I'm not going to censor myself. If I'm going to talk about why I don't eat chips and you hear me, then what did say? So, okay. So the next time a white person at your workplace talks about how useless black people are, you close your ears. But I won't close my ears. No, no, I won't close my ears. I'll share my point of view. But you can't tell the person not to have their views. I'll defend or uh, what I'm saying to you is that if you offended by people talking about guys, it, it's then raise like your opinion. I don't eat red meat, and then someone saying yeah. I find that offensive. That's no, it. No, it's no, that's it's what not it sounds like. I can explain. It's why. literally the it's same. No, I can explain if she why says I, I prefer say... salads, 
No, it's that's not. But that's not the conversation. It's not yeah. about preference of salads. So it was about, I think. Okay, yeah. So we're not. We're, we're getting. Like, we're oh. getting. We're getting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Calm yourself. But it's fun though. <laughs> yeah. No. Because so, so, the reason why I want us now to go into there's nothing wrong with changing your body mm. and recognizing that we to be healthy. No one is discriminating against the concept of being healthy. What we're talking about is how do we get to healthy? What do we define as healthy? That is where the problem is. And I, I'm now we've got, we've gone into exclusion. We've talked about the exclusion to getting a job, getting the interview, but there's also the aspect of being excluded from others' conversations, having, and that's why we I talked about the fact that we all uh, learned that through her legal work. She deals with banks all the time. Mm. It's like, do mm. you know a single transactor who's big? No. How how big? Big like, pick a pick a bank, pick a bank. I don't know a single like one. gigantic big. Like no big like big big where you can say this person is overweight. No. No, and you're 32 years old and you've been working financial services for over five years. Yeah. Well, that, 10 years. That's a problem. That's a problem for you to actually be aware of this. You can but I only it. just realized that now that, yo, actually, this no, is what's happening. I was a rocket salad. We're all eating that rocket salad across the road. It's weird, though, but you'd see pr- men who are in professional services who are big. Yes. It's mm, only, and the thing is that it's... Not where I work. N- they don't play games per salad. That rocket salad. That <laughs> rocket salad. <laughs> yes, that rocket, that rocket salad. I mean, we have trainers walking around our campus because we have a gym. And trainers... <laughs> What hell is this? <laughs> that just sounds so intense. No, I mean, they're walking around to go get lunch and stuff and they train some of the people at work. So people at work will be like, yo, my trainer has me on an eating plan or like, people are just constantly talking about, I mean, when you log onto Twitter, when you log onto Instagram, when you log on anyway, it's just people talking about, hey, fit your body, you know? Get your Can you tell if you're not in a body already? Like, I said that to someone, like, they're like, her self-worship, I was like, and what are you currently, are you, like, floating? No, like, are you floating at the moment? I'm I'm I don't think there's a divorce between what's healthy and diet culture. I don't think we've gone to a point where those concepts have been divorced and defined as separate issues. But people need to individualize, and that's why I don't like group dieting or group efforts on on uh you know diets or a challenge or something because you have to individualize or choose what healthy means to you as you are asking if healthy means i can run 10 kilometers without a break if healthy means my jeans now fit me or my pants are loose to you i don't weigh myself i don't know how much i weigh but for me healthy is i can run upstairs and not feel out of breath you know, um, so you need to choose what healthy means to you and work on it then. If healthy means healthy in mind to you, then do that. But we need to stop this cult um, target of this healthy means size six. And also the reason why I wanted to talk about that. So it's interesting when people talk about these group dieting. Do you know that when people talk about the habits, do you know that psychologists take say that it takes five attempts of 30 days each for you to change a habit? Not 21 days, not 90 Five attempts of 30 days each. Not all the same time, but so you... That's how long it takes for you to actually... You fail four times. You fail. You will fail. I'd so, so what the I pro- used to smoke and it took me quite a long time. It, it takes, it takes five... And, and, and by the way, when it takes five attempts, it says five attempts of 30 days consistently. That yeah. you're not cheating in the... in the and Because the reason why I talk about that is that... And I don't like group dieting because what it does is that it makes people 
feel that, like, oh my God, I fell off the wagon. And and there's a level of, oh my God, you can get up. I'm like, no. And it's 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 great that people are sharing their individual stories. Mm-hmm. I think it's amazing when people share their individual stories, but but however, we cannot divorce the toxicity of the message that they're mm-hmm. preaching. Yeah. And not and, and I think a lot of us need to have a lot of self-awareness about, okay, it's great that you were that you and you've and you've gone into healthy. But when you tell people, like, I, I, I made salmon, I was like, 90 days. I was like, I was like, dude, I love sugar. It's never going to happen. But I find it, and he's like, no, you take 90 days. I was like, if you speak to any psychologist, they will tell you and they will it doesn't you. take that. It doesn't take that. They will but also, you. You, can't, you can't have an on your marks for dieting, right? You yes, can't you say, can't. You can't say on this day, we're all starting. Because it's such a psychological yeah. mind shift that you need to say, okay, I want to do this or I want to change these habits. So you can't pull the trigger and say, today we're all starting, it's 90 days. By the end of the week, 50% of those people have fallen yeah, that's also the, and that's the wagon. Also, yeah. So it's actually quite funny when you talk about in my run group. One of the guys who's the leader of our group, he's picked up weight. But I can guarantee you, very few people can run 10Ks in under 50 minutes. He's still, he's still getting faster. But he's like, no, I've just picked up weight. He's like, I'm, it's like I still run. What's wrong with me? Mm. What's wrong? And I'm like, I'm like, dude, it's your eating habits. You eat like crap. <laughs> it's literally, and the thing is, it's not just so. It's not just about training, but people also don't forget it. a lot about being healthy. Is, is more to do with what you eat and what you put into your body. Mm. And the thing is that that's why I think it's very, very important for us to examine our relationship with food. Yes, our examine of what are we eating. But for? that's another psychological conversation because yeah. it goes deeper than. Then it, it goes deeper, yeah. and I mean, the thing it is, goes it, deep, deep. And the thing is that many people have a large component of the, perpetuating. Admittedly, I don't think this conversation is going to change. Like my mind frame is always going to be this mind frame and it's a terrible mind frame yeah. i i'm not i'm i'm not confused about that <laughs> but, I, but i'm actually not trying to change my view. but I, it works for I me i actually sympathize with you because you're a victim <laughs> of that culture like, no, no, I'm, I'm actually <laughs> like, okay with that and i get why because you benefit from that culture. exactly In the same way you know like on twitter people talk about patriarchy princesses yes like the women who will defend like really patriarchal stuff in society and like I like benefits, always, yeah. and because you benefit from, you know, there is no, besides like freedom, like I like besides the freedom and liberation that I internally have, and with my like my liberation with food and it was my health and with all the health issues I have, and not spending therapy session after therapy session obsessed about weight or weight related stuff. There is no. Like, there is nothing else that says dismantle that culture. Everything else in society. You know, like, and whatever you're talking about, like, you don't like group dieting. Well, the world is one big group diet. Yeah. Continuous changes from Atkins to Herbalife to that, to clean eating, to, like, we just perpetually on the hamster wheel of dieting. Yeah. And in a group diet. And, leave like taking yourself out of it does not leave you in any like there's no so they you don't benefit anything from not contributing you don't yeah. benefit much rather than but i think that. even somebody who's not eating healthy and so on is still in it because you think about it right yes you can't when you, you yeah because, because you, you eat no, something you, you don't depends, right? I, I mean if you eat like a donut five donuts a day you think about it in the, the day like oh should i actually have done that 
So I think if you even, are embedded in diet culture, yes. So I think even people who, who, who aren't necessarily yeah, healthy and so on are still consciously thinking about yeah. it every single because day. Because everything around their lives, because they eat a certain way and because they look a certain way, everyone else perpetuates the diet culture onto them. Okay. It's sometimes not them. Like, do you get what I'm saying? So, so my question yeah. to you, are yeah. you saying you've emancipated yourself from this world? I am trying. Okay. And it's, 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 I fail sometimes, right? Okay. But I, like... I have more pleasure now, two years later. So I did a course called Intuitive Eating, right? Mm -hmm. Which is essentially eat what your body is telling you to do. And like the one of like my heroes in this world is a woman called, she's a dietitian called Christy Harrison. And she talks about the fact that our bodies would not have been able to survive this long. Like humans would be extinct if we didn't listen to our bodies. And so that's the like, the bedrock of intuitive eating. Eat what your body's telling you to eat. But your and body's trained to crave certain things though as well. Because when you're born, that's why I say when you're born, you're not born into food culture. That's taught. So the first time you have fried chicken, that's your first taste. Somebody made a decision that have KFC or whatever. Yes. Then you taste it. You're teaching your body what it likes and what it craves. But uh, what I'm saying is that we're not giving our bodies enough credit to know what we need to survive. I'm like, this is not, I'm not talking about eating and like, I'm not, I don't categorize any yeah. food as healthy or unhealthy, right? Yes. So that's like my first step into eating. So, and I'm not saying like, mm, like sometimes I'm craving chocolate. I will have chocolate when I crave it. Yes. Regardless of what time of day it is. That's even me. You understand? But it's because not, but it's not that my body is not going to crave it every single day because it knows you can't. But, and, and what I'm saying is that's, that, yes. like, I don't try to regulate, like, anything that I eat. And it's, um, when I say, like, you know, like, may, like, I'm not going to sit here and say, like, every day I wake up and I'm like, who? I don't care how my body looks. I'm a diet culture survivor. And I don't, you know, understand. Because there is also the other side, like, where I don't want to be, like, a shamer yes. of people who are in bed. Because I do understand why. Because I examined why I was obsessed or, like, consumed by plant eating and all that stuff. And I'm saying that. I, like, that's why I kept saying to you, Landers, like, I get it. Like, I'm not fighting what you're saying. I get exactly why you yeah. want to do exactly what you're doing. I'm not like, that's not, I, I totally understand. You benefit from that, of course. So hmm. guys, we're running out of time. Shame, this sorry. is a conversation. <laughs> I love your energy, guys. It went way better than I thought. Uh, so, <laughs> closing words, two sentences each. That's hard. I appreciate diet culture and I'm not going to stop doing what I'm doing because it benefits me. And I love the way I look because of how I live my life. Yeah. Um, I would say choose lifestyle over diet culture, although Ponce will be like it's the same thing. Yes. <laughs> but just choose healthy habits and it's such an individual choice. Um, do what makes you happy and define what health means for you and target that. Stop worshipping thinness and equating it to health and moral virtue and spend more time thinking about what makes you happy. Okay, so my closing remarks. Thank you, ladies. Um, thank you, ladies, so much. Um, this is a conversation we're going to have, I think, in three months again. And yeah. Come back snatched. Come back snatched. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> thank you so much.